Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. And welcome again to our Bible Unmasked. We are here on episode number 16, and we are so glad you've joined us again. And I'm Elizabeth. This is Dexter. And Dexter, can you tell us who are our guests for today? Oh my goodness, I am too excited. Finally, finally, we got Elder Angela Smith. Um, what a powerhouse, what a woman that's anointed and, and so generous and giving. So um, Elder Smith, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dex. Thank Wonderful you, Elizabeth. Yeah. And we also have Sister Lourdes Valentin. Um, she, she calls herself the new kid on the block, but what a firebrand for Jesus. Um, I see her showing up everywhere, just spreading love and light. Um, Sister Lourdes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dexter. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank happy you. to be here. Well, we are so glad to have you here. And we want to thank our viewers here also who are joining us again. Welcome. We're so glad you are um, enjoying this and that you continue to show up every week and that you're sharing this with your family and friends. So today, episode 16, Dexter, we are going to be looking at the book of Hosea, correct? Yes. And yes. our theme for that is invitations to in intimacy with God. Can you tell us a little bit more about this book and, and your choice for this theme? Right. So you all know the deal, right? You all know the drill. We're doing themes for our second season of the Bible and Mask. And by themes, we look for an idea um, that we could run through the entire book. Hosea, you know the story. Um, God instructs him to marry a prostitute. And he marries her and she keeps being a prostitute. And he has to go pay for her. And, and the power of the narrative is the, the unmatched, unmistaken, deep love of God. He is, one author calls God the hound of Jesus, the hound of heaven. And a hung dog will, will pull you out of a pit in a snowy day. That's how, that's how, that's how God pursues us. Mm -hmm. So I read the book and, and what I was looking for is the symbols of love throughout the book. So there are a lot of symbols where God says, you know, I will take you under my wings. You know, I will plant you like an oak. Um, you're my child. I will hold you by the hand. I mean, th this book would have you tearing up. If you just read it, asking yourself, what are, the, what are the invitations to intimacy with God from the book of Hosea? Right. Yeah. And it's just rich. So to explore this, I wanted, I wanted our prayer team. Um, and, and God sent us the leader of our prayer team. Elder Angela Smith has been a leader for over 10 years. And she's been in the prayer team much longer than that. Um, Sister Lourdes joined about two years ago, but I wanted them to, to share from their hearts, share from their experience, you know, tell us about your journey as God has wooed you to himself and how have you been able to communicate the richness and the depth of that love as you seek to open people's eyes to how God has been wooing them through issuing invitations to intimacy with himself. Well, this looks like it's going to be a good um, half hour here of study and talk. 
So let's begin now with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, God, I just thank you that we can come again together, that we can um, worship you and talk about you um, because you aren't a hidden God. You are a God who is there with us. Mm-hmm. And you are a God that sees value in each one of us. And um, so I pray now that as we talk, that you would anoint our lips, that you would speak through us and that people would be reached by, by, um, through us, by you. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 So we're going to dive right in here into our very first um, verse that we're going to be reading and our our tip and our question and so if you can turn with me grab those bibles we're looking at hosea chapter 2 verse 14 but then i will win her back once again and now just real quick dexter this is um is this hosea speaking about the prostitute then again okay his wife is now his wife already. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. Wow. Okay. So here is the tip we're getting. This is moved by love. And our question is, what are some surprising ways love has moved you? Wow. Jumping ladies. Don't even wait for my invitation. It's jumping <laughs> if a question speaks to your heart and your experience. Um, I would have to say that it definitely speaks to me because um, I remember I have two two daughters. I have a 29-year-old and I have a 26-year-old. My 29-year-old happened to rebel sometime when she was like 18 years old. Mind you, this was my perfect child that everyone had um, a, a word to say, a praise to say, and all of a sudden she rebelled. She left my home and and she became that prodigal daughter. And um, I'm from the Caribbean, so I'm an island girl. And so, you know, kids just don't rebel and, and you just don't ignore your parents. And so I remember thinking, I am going to forget that she came from my womb. And um, I went to church one day and there was a sermon about the prodigal son. And it was, it was presented in such a manner that I've, I've never heard it this way before, but it was presented in a way where the preacher um, spoke about there was no other way to restore this child to the father's image unless he took him back. Wow. And so I had never heard it presented that way. And I thought to myself, one of the reasons why I I wanted to forget that she was my daughter was because she did not represent me. She did not represent who I was. And I thought to myself, I need to go back. I need to pick up my daughter from wherever she is. And I need to restore her to the father's image. And to this day, I say, God taught me how to love, how to really love through that experience. Because that day I left church and proud mom humbled herself, picked up my daughter from where she was. And I said, I need you to come home to my house because you need to represent me and I need to love you. And I 
brought her home and God taught me how to love through that experience. And I was able to woo my daughter back. And the Lord was able to teach me how to love in all this experience. And it transformed me. That experience transformed me as a mother and as a human being. And so wow. that moved me. That is both powerful and practical. And I know there are a lot of parents out there, you know, because I, you know, we, we, we share a lot right here at Plantation. A lot of you have kids that's just left, that's lost their way. Mm-hmm. And, and Sister Lord is, whoa, you shared from the heart of Jesus. That is a powerful encouragement. You don't give up on them. You know, love oh, them back to the heart of God. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. What I think I, what I like about this passage, and don't forget, ladies, just dive in. Don't wait for my, don't wait, don't raise your hands because I won't see it, remember? <laughs> so just dive in. But what I like about Hosea is you expect condemnation. You know, look, look how wicked and rotten this woman is. Mm. But there's just constant bathing of love. He's wanting to bring up into a quiet place. It might be barren, but he's like, look, I'm going to talk to you tenderly. I want to reach your heart. And if we could understand that's God's constant pursuit of us. And if we could replicate that to others, men, people would get to see Jesus through us. Like you just said, Sister Lourdes. Absolutely. And I'm going to kind of dive in right here, Pastor Dex, as you touch on that. You know, when I moved from New York, uh, actually from Jamaica to New York, uh, it was a very bad experience for me because shortly after my uh, husband then, you know, left home. And so I felt alone with two kids, a young chap, two young children. And um, but God supernaturally put me in a place to work for a company where I met this beautiful woman from Trinidad. Hallelujah. That actually wooed me into her space. She, she um, t- asked me to do Bible study with her. Uh, she invited me to go to church with her. And the long and, and short story of that, 1979, I gave my life to Jesus. And I experienced that love, that unconditional love that God instilled in me then that still carry me through now where I can say, Praise God for Ursula Smith because she actually wooed me into her space. And I saw the love of Jesus as uh, uh, Hosea went after Gomer, his wife. Amen. Elder Smith, you you grew up in church in Jamaica. What was different about what she did? I'm sure other people showed you love before. What What stood out about what sister, your namesake, sister Smith, did for you the fact of the matter that i was important to her she brought me into her home she uh did life with me she would take trips to canada because her daughter then lived in canada i would go to canada with her and her husband and my two children i mean that's a lot of sacrifice you know it's she intentionally allowed me to feel important that even though I was abundant in this relationship, Ursella and her husband, Desmond, wooed me into their lives, into their space. As a result of that, look at where I'm at right now. Wow, Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
I have gotten a lump in my throat listening to you guys. <laughs> um, thank you so much because it shows so much of who God is and just this book uh, itself um, to be taking, um, you know, Hosea taking this wife. It's like it shows how much God sees value no matter what mm-hmm. in anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go on now to number two, and I'm going to continue in chapter two, and now we're reading verse 19 to 23. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. In that day, I will answer, says the Lord, I will answer the sky as it pleads for clouds, and the sky will answer the earth with rain. Then the earth will answer the thirsty cries of the grain, the grapevines, and the olive trees, and they in turn will answer, Jezreel, God plants. At that time, I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved. And to those I called not my people, I will say, now you are my people. And they will reply, you are our God. From this, we're getting a tip that wooed by God. Mm -hmm. And our question is, how do you feel wooed by God? Sister Angie, do you, do you want to? Well, the book itself, Hosea, he, he's one of the first of the uh, minor prophets, and his name means Jehovah. Jehovah has saved. Amen. And so for me, I cannot even imagine the, the love that Jesus, that God has for me, and the, the, the book of Hosea depict how much God loves me, because here is it, his wife bore him three children. He's not even sure that these kids are his, and yet he's constantly going after her, which depict God's coming after me continuously, no matter what mistakes I make, no matter what uh, sins I, I, I commit, God is always coming after me because of his unconditional love. Come on. Amen. And I would have to add that um, for me, I I don't remember ever not being wooed by God. Yeah. Um, today, the version, I am the best version of myself today, mm-hmm. today, presently, mm-hmm. right now, because of my walk with God, mm-hmm. because of the fact that he has walked with me. I'm not walking with him because I want to walk with him. It's because he has pursued me. It's because he has wooed me. It's because I have spoken to angels. I, I, I'm not going to, I may sound crazy, but I have spoken to angels that I know that were put in my path because God put him there. And so I can't remember ever not being wooed by the Lord and Savior. I am wow. here today because of him. Wow. You know, when I think about being wooed by God, I, I, I feel wooed by God through Liz. Um, yeah, yeah, because, you know, growing up, especially being blind in a country where you were told you're a nobody and you're a nothing and you'll not amount to anything. And I internalized all of that. I believe yes. it. I really believe yes. I'm a nothing. And it's crazy. I would have accomplished a lot academically. 
and I would have still felt like a nobody. I still, I still never felt valued. A lot of times I have been lonely, not because there were not friends who wanted to connect and hang out, but I didn't think I was worth um, hanging out with. You know, I'm like, well, what value would you get from, you know, spending your precious time with some, with a nobody like me? And, And God had to inch by inch heal my broken heart. And he's done it through Liz. I remember one time we were walking when we lived, when we lived in plantation, we were just taking on an afternoon walk. And Liz said to me, she said, you know, one of the things I look forward to to doing in heaven is just hanging out with you. Just spending time with you. That kind of tore me up. That I don't, I don't get emotional a lot of times, but that kind of tore me up. I'm like, am I that valuable to her? Wow. Just want to kick it with me. And so I I have seen God's love. Liz love. And and sometimes it's difficult to believe God's love by just reading about it until you can you can experience it unconditionally from another person. Amen. That's why I I love the story, Lourdes, of you with your daughter. And I love Elder Smith's story with, Mm -hmm. with Ursula. Because you, this, you guys um, practically illustrated what love does and how it works. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. let's keep going now. That was um, very nice of you to say. Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> touch him. Yes. Praise God. Yes. 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 God. You know, he's a personable God and he wants us to be able to relate with each other in a personable way. So, I mean, not knowing Pastor Dexter's past. I mean, he's holding on to so much inside as a little boy. God's put you in his life to be able to pull all of that out so God can use Pastor Dexter in a more profound way. So that is so phenomenal. That is a blessing. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) Truly, praise God, is it? (laughs) Okay, let's go now to um, question three. I mean, Um, we're going to chapter 11 of Hosea, reading verses one through four. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and I called my son out of Egypt. But the more I called to him, the farther he moved from me, offering sacrifices to the images of Baal and burning incense to idols. Mm. I myself taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand. But he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. Mm-hmm. I led Israel along with my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck and I myself stooped to feed him. So our wow. tip here is testimonies of deliverance. <clears throat> Which one of your testimonies of God saving you from hurt and harm thrills you the most? <clears throat> I know you, you guys are going to struggle because you have so many powerful testimonies. I know. Mm-hmm. We do. I, I, I can say that I do, but very quickly, I can um, think back to that same daughter mm-hmm. I spoke to you about earlier. Um, years later, in 2017, she had a fiance who was a bit troubled. Um, he was depressed. and um, But that was something that was 
happening at that time that they were about to get married. I prayed for them all the time. And one day I was at the supermarket and I was actually putting all of my groceries on the counter to purchase them. And I noticed a little peculiar woman just looking at me. And I thought to myself, this woman wants money. She's going to ask me for money and I have no money on me. So that means I'm going to have to go out to the car, get money from the car, because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help people. And that's what I thought. So when I saw her approach me, I thought to myself, here she goes. And the first question she had for me was a very peculiar one. She, she asked, do you speak English? And do you know that Jesus loves you? Mercy. And so I looked at her and I thought to myself, I'm still doubting. I'm still like, who? I'm, I'm thinking, is she a Jehovah Witness? And then I thought to myself, but they don't claim Jesus. <laughs> Very quickly, all of these things were going through my mind. And then I, I said, yes, I, I do know that he loves me. And she said, yeah. She asked me, do you see this world that we live in? And I said, yes. And she said, do you see how evil it is? And I said, yes. She said, she touched my arm. And when she touched my arm, I felt so relaxed and so much peace. Mm. And she said, but that's okay. Because all we need to do is pray a little more. Turned around, went back to putting groceries on the other counter that she was on and acted as if this conversation never took place. Wow. What she didn't know was that this moved me to the core. Mm-hmm. When I got home before unpacking my groceries, the first thing I did was get on my knees, mm-hmm. ask God for forgiveness mm-hmm. and, and started to really be intentional about my prayer life. That's where my prayer life actually began. Um, And that's how I began to not just pray, but have intimacy with God. I thought at the time that this was a message from God because I was unemployed. What I didn't know was that a few months later, my oldest daughter's fiance committed suicide. Lord. And he could have easily taken her out as well. Um, My daughter later described seeing um, him not being himself. And I instantly understood that the Lord wanted my prayer life to um, increase for me to have an actual prayer life that I, that, that, that was, that would be able to save my daughter. Right. And, and I understood that immediately that happened. And so that, that is my story of deliverance. Wow. And, and because he delivered her, and of course it would have been, it, it, it was so much better than having delivered me myself. So that's my story of deliverance. You prayer team warriors, oh my goodness, y'all are just chills, chills. Up and down my spine. Let me tell you why. You know, I've been praying about the conflict in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying because God told me to. First yes. Timothy 2, he says, pray for leaders and for Amen. those in authority that yes. we might live a peaceful life. Amen. That's what it says. So God commands us to pray. Mm-hmm. Now, now, sometimes I say to the Lord, 
but praying doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's doing anything. Yeah. And, and, and so I prayed about Ukraine. I'm like, Lord, please don't let, let the attack happen. Please spare the country. Let diplomacy um, work. And, and they got attacked, you know, um, cities got captured and so on. So, so I started questioning God, but why don't you tell me to pray if, if all of that happened? And, and like your testimony said, Sister Lourdes, what God said to me is, Dex, what you don't understand is if Christians didn't pray, that city would have been flattened. Exactly. Wow. Millions would have died instead of thousands. So yes. sometimes you don't think God is working. There mm -hmm. is never a time you connect with Jesus and nothing happens. Yeah. That's right. Every time we call on the name of God, yeah. something unseen and a lot of times seen takes place. And that is why you have to pray the prayer of faith. Amen. Um, Amen. Uh, so, Amen. Modest, and I, I want to, uh, sister, sister, um, Angela, I, I want to ask you next yeah. about about you joining the prayer team and how did that happen? Before I do though, Lourdes, tell us about you. you you've been in the prayer team about two years now. What? Yes, tell us that experience of how you joined. So, um, it was um, during the pandemic, and I had a a, a, a need for prayer, but not just myself. I needed to pray. I felt the need to pray with members of the church, with fellow believers. I, I needed to, to, to pray with others. And I felt that need. And I asked God, um, I need to pray with others, but how is that going to happen when everyone is in their home? Um, shortly thereafter, I received a text message from Sister Angela um, for us to pray. And at that time, there were only five of us, five of us. And I remember we'd get together um, every day in the morning and we'd cry out to the Lord. It was really, um, really a, a, a special time. And just recently, last, I, I believe it was on Wednesday, Sister Angela sent me a summary of the calls mm -hmm. and, and of the callers, and we're 38 now, In 38 people. And not that we really wanted, I remember when we started, mm -hmm. we, we never focused on mm -hmm. quantity, mm -hmm. but quality. We wanted to be able to be real and genuine. I, for me, the most important thing was for us to be genuine right. because we're, we're not genuine most of the time when we're at church, when we're around people. And I wanted us to be genuine with the Lord before Amen. each other, to confess to each other and to be able to, to cry out to the Lord for help together. And collectively, I have to tell you that the Lord meets us every day punctually every day at 6 30 a.m he is there and he's off the line when we hang up and Amen. continue Amen. to go with each and every one of us individually no El elder angela text you or elder angel text you so that, <laughs> that seemed to be divine intervention no elder angela tell us about yes. you've been you've been a leader for 10 years but you've been in it much longer than that okay. i, I want to know how you joined but if if you had an answer for that deliverance question, don't let me steal that answer from you either. <laughs> well, anyway, let's let's back it up a little bit. Plantation has been a praying church. I have to say that uh, we started out small group uh, in Moms in Touch. That's where we started our prayer. That's when I really found Jesus with moms 
common needs for their children to do right, to to pass their exams, whatever. We were just praying for our children. That transition into us praying once monthly. You remember you used to come here. Yeah. Every third Sunday of each month, we met at the church corporately to pray, just to pray for the needs of the church, to pray for the community, to pray for each other. Uh, that transition into uh, Sister Joanna, Elder Joanna, was uh, in charge of the Aaron and Ur back in Pastor Cabana days. So we go way back. But uh, eventually the, the ministry was transitioned over to Elder Dion and myself. We did the monthly prayer every third Sunday of each month from 5 a.m. to about 10 a.m. Pandemic came and everything was on but God supernaturally spoke through our hearts that we need to continue praying. And so like Sister Lord just spoke, we started our daily prayer vigil on a conference call. So prayer is the essence of our existence. Amen. Prayer does not bring us, uh, bring God down to us. As Sister White says, it brings us up to God. Amen. So prayer has been, very, very, very uh, important in my life. I have seen so many things turned around on account of prayer. So for me, prayer is one of the most significant uh, needs that we all need in our personal lives because without praying, there's no power. There's no discerning. There's no understanding. Where does the Lord want us to go? Amen. So for me, prayer has been the bedrock of my life because I know that God works supernaturally in our prayer life. Amen. Mm -hmm. And to speak to what you said earlier about praying um, for Ukraine, mm -hmm. I have a co-worker that lives in Poland, which is mm -hmm. right next to, yeah. to mm -hmm. Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me how they have had to take people in mm -hmm. and her family specifically wow. is taking in two families. So That's your awesome. prayers yeah has um, created mercy, yeah. mercy in yeah. the hearts of these individuals Amen. in Poland yeah. to be able to take in individuals. Mm -hmm. They were even talking about pets because everyone is affected in yeah. war, right? Pets, yeah. children, yeah. people, families. Mm -hmm. And so they've been adopting pets. They've been adopting families. Mm -hmm. And so your prayers, Pastor, yes. um, move people to mercy. And Amen. so... Maybe there's still war, but there is still mercy. Hallelujah. Wow. Mercy because God is good. Amen. You, you, you know, one of the one of the things I love about Hosea also, um, yes. Ella Smith, thank you for helping me to remember that hey, we study Hosea. Um I I yes. love I love what God does like in chapter 12, mm -hmm. uh, chapter 14, sorry. Mm -hmm. God actually gives us words his words to say to him in order for him to win us to himself. You ever hear anything Amen. crazy like that? You, you don't have to make stuff up. God is like, you, you bring these words and you say to me, Lord, yes. we have sinned. Lord, we have fallen yes. short. And then yes. God says, then yes. when you say those words that I gave you to say to me, then mm -hmm. I will. I'm like, Amen. my Amen. goodness, Jesus, my goodness. And, and, and that's the kind of measure of intimacy, invitations yes. to intimacy God yes. issues. It's, it's not no difficult um, penance. It's, no. it's, just, it's just a series of sweetness 
Amen. So that he's reaching out and saying, come, let me walk with you. Let me talk with you. Let me, yes. let me draw you with cords of love. And I love that verse for you, Red Liz. He's like, I, I bent over. Mm-hmm. I bent over. Oh my goodness. It's so mm-hmm. precious. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah. can see that fatherly love um, from, from Christ. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. why don't we do question five as our last question? Because yeah. th- these ladies are flowing with so much Holy Spirit power. We, we yeah. might go for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's go to number five, which is chapter 11, um, verse eight. Mm -hmm. Oh, how can I give you up Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma or demolish you like Zeboim? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. Wow. Wow. Our is focused on love. Our question, what helps you stay focused on how loved you are by God? I'm going to jump in right here. Um, This is such a pivotal part of the whole presentation because um, I know looking back in the story of Hosea, how he's constantly going after Gomer, his wife. Uh, It's being told that she had gone out looking at going, she has gone out so much after these men. She was like on a display and he would still go after her to bring her back. And so when I, when I, when I relate, when I look mm. at my life in relationship to Hosea, how he's constantly going after his wife to pull her back to him. It, it just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, comforting thing to know that no matter what I do or no matter any any of my loved ones, what they do, they cannot escape the love of God going after them. Amen. That's so beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Mm. For me, it's God's investment. Mm. God's vested. Mm -hmm. The plan of salvation, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, their roles, their active roles. You have Jesus in the sky, riding a horse from one end of the sky to the end of the sky. You have the Holy Ghost working in our hearts to transform us, Mm. to transform this wicked, wicked heart, wicked, wicked mind and thoughts, and the Father surveying it all and calling shots. It is the plan of salvation. It is the roles these three individuals, these three entities have mm-hmm. taken on to save me. Mm-hmm. And so today that helps me to stay focused yeah. whenever I am unfocused. Amen. I, I love that word vested. Yeah. You're, you're correct. He's invested in us. Fully vested. Yeah, ladies, this has been a, a tremendous experience. Mm-hmm. Hearing. Amen hearing your heart, hearing your, your journey. Um, mm-hmm. in, in our next episode, we'll be studying the book of Amos. Amos. Talk about let justice roll down like a river and righteousness yes. like an ever-flowing stream. And we'll, so, so the theme, if you could read ahead, if you could read ahead for the next episode, the theme is um, standing, for, standing up for the oppressed is walking in righteousness. Standing Amen. up for the oppressed is how you walk in righteousness. A lot of times we think sin is just like smoking and drinking and adultery. 
but sin is also ignoring the orphan and the widow. Yes. Sin is also ignoring the plight of the downtrodden, the destitute, yes. and the disenfranchised. Um, and so we have Norma Sinclair. Oh my goodness, you would hear about this woman's passion. Mm-hmm. How she started leading a team at Plantation yes. um, that joined with a group of several churches to raise people's awareness of justice issues in our community. Um, So please tune in next episode for the book of Amos. Thank you again, Angela and Lourdes. This has been such a gift to have you here. And thank you to our viewers again. You know that this premieres every Sunday evening on plantationsda.tv. And you definitely want to share this with friends. This is a... a rich, um, rich experience to hear these Mm -hmm. ladies talk and to hear other people have shared with us as well. And we look forward to next week's. So to close, um, I normally like to ask somebody to pray and I am seeing these two powerhouse women and I am conflicted. Who would, I'm just going to see if any one of them would mind just closing. (laughs) Oh Lord. Heavenly Father, it's such a pleasure to serve you and it's such a pleasure to be in your presence. Thank you for this beautiful couple that you have put together. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you so much for what you do for us. How kind you are, Mm -hmm. the way you take care of us, Mm -hmm. how you are in the details. There's definitely no other God, Mm -hmm. no other God like you. And so we thank you this Sabbath day. We love you this Sabbath day. We adore you this Sabbath day. And we worship you and you you. alone. Mm -hmm. In Christ's name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.